Our friends at Joma uh, continue to be on the cutting edge of uh, the whole COVID-19 situation and really um, uh, so many other categories that fall under the uh, umbrella of um, medical situations in our community. And this coming Sunday, the virtual event will be the second annual Joma Symposium, Shaping the Future of Medicine. It's in partnership with the Yale School of Medicine and Yale Medicine. It's a full program with a keynote address by Dr. Rochelle Walensky, who certainly has been in the news recently, director of the CDC. Um, and with us live via telephone is Dr. Sharon Stoll. Dr. Sharon Stoll is a board-certified neurologist and assistant professor in the Department of Neurology at the Yale School of Medicine. She continues to play an active role in academic development and continuing medical education. She's an investigator on several international trials and currently serves on several advisory boards. And Dr. Stoll also spent time as a medical editor at ABC News and is currently a medical commentator for several news outlets. Dr. Sharon Stoll, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Dr. Walensky has certainly been in the news recently. I'm assuming that uh, the political angle of uh, uh, of her rec- of, of the recent developments from the CDC uh, will not be the focus on Sunday, but what will be the focus will be science and medicine and the latest guidelines and suggestions regarding COVID-19. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as, a, as a medical... Um, symposium politics have no role (laughs) right i understand that sometimes it seems like it's hard to keep the politics out of this whole situation but um uh you guys at joma i'll tell you one thing you've done you've only concentrated on the science and medicine and has only concentrated on what uh, you feel is best for our community at this point um what is your reaction uh and i don't know why it would be any different than the rest of us frankly but you are in the medical world what is your reaction as you likely, like the rest of us, were hoping that COVID-19 was waning, and now as days continue to go by, it seems like it's only increasing. Yeah, no, of course I'm disappointed. I, I wish the pandemic was over. I, um, uh, I have two kids, and I'm excited for them to start school in a few weeks, and um, I was hoping things would go back to normal, but unfortunately... Um, as they say, man plans, God laughs. Is yeah, that the saying? It certainly um, is. <laughs> but, um, you know, the, um, the good news is the vaccine works in terms of protecting those from serious infection. And that was the big concern from day one. Right. The big concern from day one wasn't necessarily stopping every infection of COVID. Um, there are plenty of people that get COVID that have a uh, slight reaction or even no reaction. The problem is we all know from the beginning that this is much, much more deadly than, than the flu and other infections. And um, especially for those in New York, we don't want a repeat of when this first started. And um, with the vac- thank God the vaccine has made that possible, keeping people, keeping the hospitals um, uh, normal, I should say, where whatever specialty you're in, you're treating those patients and you don't have a neurology acting as an ER physician or an OBGYN acting as, as a, um, uh, intensivist. 
um, because things were very, for those not in the medical field, it was, it was very crazy in the beginning. Um, yeah. Yeah. We all know what was going on in, uh, you know, March, April, May of last year. Nobody wants to repeat that. Uh, it just seems that, uh, again, even with so many positive cases now in this country and in specific states, especially, it does seem like um, the cases are not as severe. M- the majority of people are, are not being hospitalized, and even those who are, there are therapies and um, methods uh, that the medical field is now familiar with that you know can really help keep them alive and then bring them back to life, so to speak, or back to you know normal life. Um, it, with all that, I, 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 you know, one wonders whether our schools can't go back to normal. Uh, it affects, you know, young people in, in, you know, in a very mild manner. Uh, one wonders if, you know, society can't open up. And, and all we see, of course, is our elected officials and our government officials in the majority of our states, you know, threatening um, further mandates, masking, social distancing, green cards or passports, you know, vaccine passports. So, I mean, from a medical standpoint, is there a reason to keep these mandates going? Is there a reason to keep all these restrictions when COVID-19, I get the numbers are high, but it's not nearly as deadly as it was? Right. So as, as a, if I took the doctor head off for a second, I would love to see, I, I hate mandates. I hate it when someone tells me what to do. Um, I, I'm, I want to think I'm responsible enough to do what's right. right. Uh, I got vaccinated. I wear masks inside because I, I have two kids that are under the age of vaccine. I, I don't want to become a carrier of COVID and spread it around. Um, so in certain states, that's what they're doing. They're relying on the citizens, on, on private citizens to do what's right and hopefully keeping numbers down. However, once you reach a certain threshold, you, that's when the mandates come in. And I think a lot of, um, a, a lot, and I can't speak for every state. I practice in Connecticut at Yale. Um, but businesses are doing what they feel comfortable and what they think their, um, uh, their people want, right. want to do. Yeah. So certain stores are requiring masks and certain stores are not requiring masks. Yeah, I think that uh, when you say they think they know what they're doing, I think that that's the whole key is that none of us really know enough about this. And I think you'd agree, even in the field of medicine, we just don't know enough about it. What's your reaction, by the way, to the overnight news that there might be an even stronger Delta Plus variant coming from uh, the Near East? Right. So, so the key to remember with this, with now coming into um, the second fall of, of this pandemic, is it, we know it's better to be proactive than reactive. Mm-hmm. Once, once it's out of the bag, it's out of the bag, and there's no putting it back in. Cases are still relatively low compared to what they were before. Hospitalization rate is relatively low compared to what it was before. But going into the fall, things are going to significantly increase. Um, just because of, of what happened with the, with COVID. And we want to be in the best position we can be when coming into, into the peak season, especially with the Delta variant. And with vaccines, 
yes, there are breakthrough. We know it's not 100%, but the good news is the vaccine has proven to keep people out of the hospital. Yeah, no question about it. Look, I appreciate you being a good sport and addressing all this because I know that our focus is supposed to be the symposium on Sunday. Dr. Sharon Stahl is with us, but I do appreciate it. Sometimes it gets, you know, regular people who are not in the medical field sometimes get frustrated with all of this. So I thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, but but honestly, I mean, doctors are learning as, as we go also. Right. So, yes, one minute we'll say one thing and the next minute recommendations will change based on research. That's what it should be. Yeah, I it shouldn't hear that. be based on research. It shouldn't be based on a guess. <laughs> no, I hear that. But, I... but right now, all we have is is um, anecdotal evidence to some extent. I mean, now we know much more than we did a year ago, but um, we're still trying to figure things out, especially with this Delta variant. How has our community been doing with vaccine hesitancy? We've actually been praised uh, here at at this network for spending a lot of time over the last few months talking about the vaccine and its importance. And frankly, I mean, it is difficult. I, I hope I'm right about this. It, it's hard to find, you know, medical people in our community who are not pro-vaccine. I hope I'm not overstating that because there might be, you know, you know, people in the medical field who feel otherwise. No, no, I don't think you're overstating that at all. I mean, I've been very, very impressed. I, I think most people are vaccinated. And 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 in mo- our community. and most medical personnel in our community are for the vaccine, right? I mean, you would you would say yeah. that? Yes, yes, absolutely. The event this coming Sunday is the second annual symposium for JOMA, the Jewish Orthodox Women's Medical Association. Okay, we mentioned Dr. Rochelle Walensky. She's been in the news a lot. Most people out there who follow the news know who she is. She is the keynote address speaker. She's the director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and uh, she'll speak as the uh, keynote speaker. Uh, just after 10 o'clock Eastern time this coming Sunday it is a virtual event. Everybody could log on. We'll give out the information in a moment. There'll also be sessions on vaccine hesitancy, mental health awareness and treatment during COVID-19. Could you give us an overview of that? Could you give, I mean, I, 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 I know there's plenty of anecdotal evidence. I don't know if there's any hard data, uh, but I would imagine that people of all ages, kids and adults, uh, have, have increased, um, uh, uh, their treatments or at least their desire for treatment for certain mental health situations that have been caused by COVID? Yeah, absolutely. So the symposium on Sunday, um, just to clarify, is for healthcare professionals. Right. Seeing uh, the event means continuing medical education. So it's geared towards physicians, nurses, nurse practitioners, uh, physician assistants, um, people working in the healthcare field. Um so a lot of the lectures are to educate healthcare professionals to better care for our patients and also to update everybody on the latest breaking um, medical news with, with regard to COVID and vaccine and, and mental health. Um, the mental health is also specifically for those in the medical field. Um, we, as an organization, we provide a lot of public education um, and and actually, you bring up a fantastic topic that I'm going to bring to the board um, on mental health for kids yeah. during this pandemic, because I don't think that's a topic we've addressed for for children or for parents of young kids. And I would imagine, again, I don't uh, I don't know how the data reflects this because I don't know you know how things have been analyzed over the last year, um, but I, I'd have to assume that there's a, 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 a tremendous increase 
in categories of mental health uh, difficulties, um, both in our community and in general, uh, because of COVID. I mean, I can't imagine that it's, that it's otherwise. I'm just trying to, you know, I, I, I don't know if this is obvious to everybody, but as I'm saying all this, I'm trying to weigh the, you know, the, the benefits of lockdowns and masks as opposed yeah. to, as opposed to the mental health problems that it might be causing, frankly. No, absolutely. I, I mean, I was one of the first, um, after looking at the data that came out in Europe with children that showed in the beginning that kids were really not um, spreading the virus right. the same way adults were. And when I say children, um, in medicine, we categorize prepubescent versus postpubescent. And um, uh, so that's what I mean by kids, not 17-year-olds, but mm-hmm. more 6-year-olds or 10-year-olds. Um, and... Um, uh, all of the masking as a neurologist, facial recognition, uh, facial expression, all of that um, implements in the brain at a very early age. And I always wonder what this is going to do for those kids that really had that development where fi- with facial recognition, smiling, laughing, being sad. They can't, they can't see that because kids are wearing masks. Um, and... Uh, I was a strong believer in getting kids back to school in person um, and and having, like, plexiglass or shields instead of masks. However, I was wrong um, because masks really do prevent the spread. And even though kids don't really become symptomatic or have acute the, the vaccine, the, not the vaccine, I'm sorry, the virus um, doesn't, have as much of an impact on them as they do adults, but they definitely transmit it. Um, and now with the Delta variants, it's, I, I mean, I hope it's in-person learning, but I, now I'm a strong believer that when they come back to school, they should wear masks because they definitely spread Delta and even vaccinated people spread Delta. The good news is they don't seem to be that sick from it. Um, but it doesn't mean someone that is immunocompromised or older or, um, uh, or unvaccinated, unvaccinated won't be significantly affected by the Delta variant. Wow. Unbelievable. I so much thought we were past all this. Uh, Joma has her second annual symposium, Shaping the Future of Medicine. It's open to all healthcare professionals trainees and students again this coming sunday starting at 10 a.m eastern time the virtual event by joma the jewish orthodox women's medical association is open to anybody who's a healthcare professional trainee and or student the virtual symposium will include the keynote from dr rochelle walensky of the cdc there'll be sessions on vaccine hesitancy mental health awareness as we said one called transforming medicine there'll be breakout sessions as well Uh, the entire program is four or five hours and it is a continuing medical education CME program. If you're a healthcare professional, trainee, or student, look into this coming Sunday's virtual event by Joma starting at 10 a.m. Eastern Time by going to uh, joma.org. Again, that's joma.org, J-O-W-M-A.org, or email them, info at joma.org. They're also available on all the social media platforms as well. Dr. Stoll, thank you for being a good sport, answering all my questions, and good luck this coming Sunday. Happy to. I appreciate that. Good luck this coming Sunday. I hope the symposium's a big success. Thank you so much. Again, anybody who's a healthcare professional, trainee, or student, get your CME credits and attend virtually this coming Sunday. 
a very, very interesting program, and I have nothing to do with medicine, and to me it looks like it's interesting based on the uh, lineup here. Joma.org, the Jewish Orthodox Women's Medical Association, that's been at the forefront for the last few months of vaccine education and helping uh, create and spread herd immunity in our community. God bless them. They are responsible for all this. Go to Joma.org, J-O-W-M-A.org. Org. Simple as that. Thursday morning broadcast. Plenty more coming up. Keep it here at JM in the AM. Mm-hmm.